1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius.
2: Only this time, they don't operate out of a castle somewhere, but out of the J. Edgar Hoover Building in Washington, D.C. They are the FBI. And they are every bit as invasive as the British soldiers. What they're doing? Every bit as totalitarian as what those soldiers did to spark the revolution. And what exactly did the FBI do? This headline in Bloomberg today, a left-wing publication, FBI searched data of millions of Americans without warrants. How many times did the FBI illegally search Americans' most personal and private communications using the NSA database, which we were told was only ever going to be used to follow terrorists? They did it 3.4 million times in the last year. Every one of them a felony. That level of criminality is almost incomprehensible. Here's the first line. The FBI searched emails text, and other private electronic communications of as many as 3.4 million U.S. residents without a warrant over a year. That's according to the top spy chief in a report. That report just came out from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. And it's not the first time the FBI's done this. It's just a dramatic escalation in its illegal war on the American people. See, last year they did it too. But it was only 1.3 million times. It was too much, even for the liberal American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU. They called it an invasion of privacy on an enormous scale. Quote, Today's report sheds light on the extent of these unconstitutional backdoor searches and underscores the urgency of the problem, said Ashley Gorsky, a senior staff attorney with the ACLU. It's past time for Congress to step in and protect Americans' Fourth Amendment rights. The database is only ever supposed to be used to track foreigners operating in the U.S. or whose phone communications traverse U.S. lines. They may not actually be in the U.S. Any U.S. citizen is supposed to be masked and nothing they say or do can be uncovered or accessed without a warrant. But the FBI don't care. They just gaffed that off. How casual have they gotten? So casual that they actually installed an NSA database portal in the offices of Perkins Coie. We learned this on May 31st. Who's Perkins Coie? The Democrat Party's law firm. And manning that portal? None other than Michael Sussman. You're thinking, where do I know that name? He was just tried for lying to the FBI. His regular job was to man that. What was it used for? Whatever the Democrats wanted to search? They didn't bother with a warrant. The FBI let them. By the way, that portal, that computer terminal, has been there since the Obama administration. And we know it beyond a shadow of a doubt because Perkins Coie answered a congressional query about it in writing in admitted they had it. It's not like we haven't heard this before. Edward Snowden warned us about how bad it was. And instead of punishing the criminals who've allowed this, the royalty at the top of the FBI, he had to flee to Russia. Used to be that political dissidents would flee from Russia to here. The pipeline's reversed now, which should tell you everything you need to know. But Americans weren't as wise to the evil of the intel community at the time. And so they bought their line, hook and sinker, about how Edward Snowden was some kind of anti-American guy. Turns out we should have heeded his warning, made him a hero, gave him a medal and shut these people down because they're only getting worse. The ACLU is now begging Congress to stop this, but they won't. Who would even dare co sponsor such a thing? On this of all days, when it comes out and we learn that Trump is under grand jury investigation. What did Jesus say once? Who among you is without sin, cast the first stone? Yeah. Well, today it's who among you is without actionable blackmail material, co sponsor the bill to stop this, to shut down the Section 702 FISA authority that lets the FBI have access to this data the database itself should be shut down demolished and destroyed it's way too dangerous so should the hoover building everyone should be fired the building locked down make sure it's clear people and detonate that sucker why did the number grow to a staggering 3.4 million up from 1.3 million the year before because congress learned about it in the same report the year before and did nothing What does this mean? The FBI has effectively merged with the Democrat Party, and they're using the whole thing for opposition research. Think that's not going on? Remember what happened to Tucker Carlson. What did he find out? His communications, monitored by the NSA, they would have been in that database too, had been used to surveil him because some folks at the Department of Homeland Security didn't like the things he said. It's exactly how the British troops once, once operated before we kicked their ass. So the FBI doesn't bother with silly things like warrants because they're royalty. And the thing is, they don't bother with subpoenas either. They simply gaff them off when they, in the Department of Justice, that is, aren't arresting other people for gaffing them off. That was the outrage of the arrest and conviction of podcaster Steve Bannon, a former advisor to Donald Trump. Bannon was just convicted, and convicted doesn't mean anything if it happens by a DC jury. The voter registration there is 90% Democrat. I mean, they'll convict you of anything if you've got an R by your name. But Bannon was just convicted. You might have heard this, and it's a bigger deal than you realize of defying that congressional subpoena from the January 6th commission. He was arrested by the FBI and prosecuted by the Department of Injustice. Here's the funny thing, though. During the first two years of the Trump presidency, when Congress was controlled by Republicans, they leveled 36 subpoenas at the fbi and the department of justice over the russia collusion hoax and the fbi and the department of justice we would later years later learn committed many crimes pursuing the russia collusion hoax so they would they didn't want to answer any of that so they just didn't they gaffed off the subpoena wait isn't that what bannon did yep bannon hasn't been sentenced yet but he's facing two years in prison for what the fbi and doj did Collectively, 35 more times than Bannon did. There's only one word for people like that. Royalty. They're simply untouchable. And why wouldn't they be? They've got either blackmail material or the ability to get blackmail material. Not everybody in Congress. Here, I'll let Democrat Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer remind us how powerful they are. Remember when he said this about Trump to Rachel Manow? He's taking these shot this antagonism is taunting to the intelligence community
1: you you take on the intelligence community they have six ways from sunday at getting back at you so even for a practical supposedly hard-nosed businessman he's being really dumb to do this
2: what do you think the intelligence community would do if they were i don't know
1: but i from what i'm told they are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about them
2: that was during the first year of the trump presidency to rest is history. So what would Congress have found if the FBI and the members of the Department of Justice weren't royalty and actually had to comply with subpoenas? We got to look at that this week. Had the American royalty at the FBI actually had to comply with subpoenas as the people they arrest do, we might have found out earlier what Brian oughtn't
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: The FBI wanted a Russia collusion story to investigate. So he invented one. Turns out he had to commit a couple felonies along the way. Namely, lying twice under oath to the FISA court. That's a felony perjury. That carries up to five years, but it's no big deal because he's, remember, royalty and the FBI. He withheld information, especially his interview with Igor Danchenko, who told him that everything they'd base their warrant application to the FISA court on was fake. Yeah, there was no Russia collusion. There was no connections between Trump. Danchenko told him that. So he just buried it, lied to the court. When he got caught doing that, and it was only because of good reporting. The FBI would have never fessed that up. He was referred to to the FBI's disciplinary office for investigation. It was so serious, the DOJ, only because they got busted, not because they're good people, had to suspend those two warrants into Carter Page. Now, remember how big of a deal those warrants were? Most people don't understand this because they don't care about Carter Page. But they were three-jump warrants. That meant the FBI could spy not only on Carter Page, but anyone he'd ever had contact with, That'd be anyone copied on an email, anyone he walked down the hall and said hi to, anyone in Trump campaign headquarters, where he worked at the time, and anyone they'd ever had contact with. Trey Gowdy explained on Fox News it meant the FBI could now spy on the entire Republican Party. It was an insane power grab. But eventually, reporters like John Solomon caught up to them, and they had to do something. So... They referred Orton to the FBI's disciplinary office for investigation. We don't know if he was ever punished, but we do know he was promoted after that because that's the kind of thing they consider good work. What was he promoted to? Oh, handling the Hunter Biden investigation because you'd want a really honest guy like that who violates the law at a felony level to be definitely working on a case against a guy like Hunter Biden who violates the law on a felony level. And Orton didn't disappoint. Not at all. In fact, we learned this week from a whistleblower that what Auden did was when he came across criminally actionable information on Hunter Biden, he hid it. What did he do specifically? He was somehow given the power. I can't believe he had this power after what he did to fakely invent the Russia collusion narrative. But he was given the power to put the information, the criminal information he had on Hunter in essentially what are digital Files. This is how information exists within the FBI. Digital files that the people investigating Hunter weren't allowed to access. Oh, and who did he do this for? The Democrat leadership. They wrote a classified memo in which they claimed that the Hunter Biden criminal information was actually Russian disinformation. And so the FBI went, cool, We'll put it off limits so that our investigators can't use it. The job of actually physically doing that fell to Brian Otten, who insanely, miraculously, is still employed at the FBI. That's what all the buzz was about this week from Senator Charles Grassley. After a whistleblower within the FBI so perturbed over this, turned the whole thing over to the senator. What you're watching here is the effective merger of the Democrat Party and the FBI. Think about what you could accomplish, how you could enrich yourself, if you could simply call off an FBI investigation. It's almost a superpower, and the Democrats have it. Why isn't anyone stopping this? I'll refer you back to the beginning of the podcast. You know the part about the spying on the 3.4 million Americans? If you've ever done anything wrong, they've got it, and they know. Ask Tucker Carlson. Which is why I joked on my show this week that, wow, Senator Charles Grassley sure has never cheated on his wife. We could be sure of that, can't we? After all, you've practically got to be clean as the driven snow just to challenge these people. But back to the outrage of Steve Bannon. If you're wondering why they arrested Bannon, I'll tell you. He's the world's number one political podcaster. He's got the biggest audience out there, bigger even than Russia's. And Bannon was on the cusp of cracking january 6th open wide he and darren Beatty had all but proved that the lead phalanx of january 6 protesters the violent ones dressed in black block like antifa not the grandmas with the trump flags and the selfies but the actual violent front flank were staffed with feds he simply couldn't be allowed to continue with any kind of credibility Someone might have believed him. Do you know those folks have never been arrested? Yeah, the guy in the buffalo outfit was. But you know the guys in black, the ones you saw on your screen, the violent ones, the only ones who were violent. There weren't many, only a handful of them. You know those guys have never been arrested and we don't know who they are? Yet they've kicked the doors in of every pregnant mom and grandma across the country who took a selfie, hundreds of them, many of them still rotting in prison. See the problem there? Bannon had to be shut up. Even though he had nothing to do with January 6th. In fact, I suspect a big part of the January 6th commission ruse was just to discredit this guy before he could get to the very bottom of it. He pretty much practically already had. Plus, they wanted to shut down one of the most popular voices, bringing MAGA to the masses after they'd already shut Trump down. See, it's bizarre that Bannon was subpoenaed at all, given that he hasn't worked for Trump for three years. Trump actually fell out with him and fired him. He hadn't been around the White House or around Trump or anybody regarding January 6th. Nobody lays it out better than Tucker Carlson, so I'll let him wind down this podcast.
1: The hallmark of any authoritarian regime is politicized justice. Under that system, your opponents go to jail, your supporters can do whatever they want. And this reveals that the state exists not to serve the people who live in it, but to preserve itself and to crush all dissent. I hate to think we've reached a point anywhere near that here in the United States, because there's nothing worse than that or scarier or harder to fix. But in fact, we have reached that point. That's where we are. Former Trump advisor Steve Bannon was convicted of crimes that until recently were not crimes at all, for which he now faces a prison term of two years. Bannon has been declared guilty of something called contempt of Congress. That may strike you as an unintentionally hilarious term, since most of the time Congress invites our contempt. But the point is, this is a crime that Democrats are not convicted of, ever. Attorney General Eric Holder and IRS executive Lois Lerner were once found to be in contempt of Congress, both of them, and for real crimes. In Holder's case, it was gun running in Mexico. In Lerner's case, it was targeting conservatives for audits. But neither one went to trial. Holder claimed executive privilege, which was enough, even after a judge ruled that executive privilege did not apply in Eric Holder's case. But it didn't matter. He walked. Lois Lerner cited the Fifth Amendment. It was as simple as that. Both of them today, Lerner and Holder, are free and richer than ever. But these standards do not apply to Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon was subpoenaed by the January 6th committee despite the fact he had literally nothing to do with January 6th. And we know that because he left the White House three years before it happened, but it didn't matter. He annoyed the wrong people, so he's going to jail.